Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. To GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Anchorage, Alaska to uh, Monmouth, Oregon, and from San Bernardino, California to wherever it is you may be listening, welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Tonight, we're going to take a look at a fall sport that is wrapping up in in a a bit of a a hurry here as the tail end of the season and the postseason is upon us. And we're also going to take a look ahead to the beginning of a winter sport that is just getting out of the gate now as Wes Pfeiffer, the new Western Oregon hit men's basketball coach, joins us just a little bit later in tonight's GNAC Insider. But right off the top of tonight's program, a man whose uh, who's, uh, mantelpiece has a new trophy on it this year, the 2019 Great Northwest Athletic Conference Volleyball Coach of the Year, Chris Green, the head coach from the University of Alaska Anchorage. Coach Green, thanks for making time for us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Uh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. We were talking before we began this interview, and you right now are down in San Bernardino, California, in the vicinity down there for the uh, for the NCAA West Regionals coming up uh, this Thursday. And you have been on the road pretty much all day long. Uh, tell me a little bit once again uh, and explain for our audience tonight the, the travel that you had today. Uh, yeah, we had a, a 6 a.m. flight uh, out of Anchorage. Uh, we flew to Seattle and had a, a short layover in Seattle. And then uh, so that meant leaving uh, the Alaska Airlines Center at 4 a.m. this morning. Um, we arrived here in California around 3, 3.30, um, and, you know, took the drive. We didn't, we didn't get the airport closest to San Bernardino, so we had to drive about an hour, hour and a half to get to, the, um, to, get to our hotel. So uh, we just arrived about an hour ago, and, uh, yeah, long day, but, you know, we're used to it. We travel a lot uh, from, from uh, Alaska. Well, that is exactly what I was going to to point out. While that seems like a daunting trip for most of us who are listening tonight, for your team and playing in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, this must be kind of standard operating procedure. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, you know, uh, we we do travel. We put a lot of miles on. Um, our girls have a, a lot of frequent flyer miles from uh, yeah. all the, you know. You know all the you know we home home and away with all of our conference opponents, so uh, we're playing everyone on the road once, and uh, that that's going to be a flight, and so uh, we're used to it, and you know, uh, which is good. We we need to be used to uh, that kind of long travel. 
Now this year, uh, you talk about that travel. The SeaWolves twenty-two and six overall, seventeen and three in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, and you finished in second in the GNAC. Right now, as we mentioned, you're down in San Bernardino, California, for the West Regionals. You're the number four seed. You will take on the number five seed at UC San Diego on Thursday. What do you know about UC San Diego, and, and, and what kind of uh, match do you expect at the regionals? You know, we played them early in the, in the year. We played them on the first weekend. Um, so, you know, three months ago, uh, we lost to them in four. And um, they've changed some personnel. And we, I think, are a, a much improved team from way back in September, early September, so, you know, it should be a tough match. You know, a four or five matchup um, supposedly should be one of the tougher matches at the tournament. Um, they're a strong team. They have a very talented middle blocker that I'm very impressed with. And so we'll have to slow her down for sure. We have the pleasure of speaking with Chris Green, the 12th year head coach at the University of Alaska Anchorage tonight on the eve of his team playing in the West Regionals. And really, this is this is nothing for you. You already led the team to five straight NCAA tournament appearances during one stretch in your coaching career there in Anchorage. And you've been to the tournament now nine times in 12 years. Does that kind of consistency among your team make it easier to get ready for, for high-pressure regional competition like you'll be facing this week? Yeah, you know, if you, you, once your team has been here, it's always easier uh, to come and, and play again. So we have several players who have been to re, uh, West Region before, and so it's, uh, you know, more comfortable, I guess. Uh, we, uh, you know, one, one thing that we also did earlier in the year, we had that crossover, the West region crossover showcase. And we actually played here in San Bernardino. We're staying in the same hotel, believe it or not. And we're going to be playing in their small gym also. So um, our team is comfortable with the location. And uh, so I think that bodes well for us. I mentioned a moment ago that uh, the Sea Wolves came in second behind Western Washington University in the GNAC race this year for the for the conference championship. But putting that aside for just a second, you have beaten Western Washington two times this year. Matter of fact, you handed the Vikings their only two losses of the year this year. Uh, when you reflect on that, the fact that really you've had a tremendous year overall, is this a confident group of Seawolves heading into the postseason? Yeah, you, you know, we have at times we played very well in those two matches against Western Washington. We were able to play some pretty good volleyball. Um, yeah, I think we're as confident as we can be here at the end of the season. We've uh, slowly and steadily gotten better as the season's gone along. And I think uh, we are coming here uh, with a little confidence. Uh, so hopefully we can play at that high level that uh, we've seen at times. Um, and the consistency is still, you know, as a coach, you always want to be more consistent. Uh, but if we can be consistently good, hopefully we can make a run here in San Bernardino. One thing you have been consistent about is winning postseason awards for your coaching. As we mentioned at the top, a 2019 selection as the GNAC Volleyball Coach of the Year. That was actually the fifth time you've earned that award to go along with 2009, 2013, 2015, 
and 2016. You're also a three-time West Region Coach of the Year. And back in 2016, you were the American Volleyball Coaches Association National Coach of the Year as you led the Seawolves to the national runner-up finish that season. When you look back at all the, the accolades you've received for your tremendous coaching, when you look back on those years, are there particular matches or are there particular players that you associate with each of those awards? You know, you know obviously postseason awards, whether it's you know coaching awards or our individual player awards that are being handed out at this time of year, really um, our team awards. You know, we if you're not a successful team – um, you, you know, those awards just aren't going to come to you as easily. And so, you know, all those awards, and I tell this to our team all the time, these are team awards. They're not individual awards. And, you know, I think of them as, you know, as a success, a successful program, a successful team will earn those individual awards. And, you know, they really uh, do need to be um, thought of as team awards more than individual awards. Um, but, you know, something just popped up uh, three years ago today. We won the West Region, um, and we were hosting, actually. So, yeah, you know, in 2016, those memories are always always there when you're able to, um, you know, that's kind of why we play the sport and why we play sports and why we watch sports is for those moments. And, um, yeah, we had a great moment three years ago when we won the, won the West Region. And that was the, the only time that we did it. Um, in my tenure. So, um, you know, a big, a great memory three years ago today. Now you say the only time you've won it under your tenure, I'll put a little comma after that and say so far, because once again, you put yourself <laughs> in a position to win the West regions again this year, you were talking a little bit about postseason awards. And I think it's very impressive. The fact that uh, as the head coach for the Seawolves, you produced four GNAC players of the year, 16 All-West Region performers and nine All-Americans overall. But as is, this is a team sport and not just an individual sport, do you tell those players the same thing, that you need to thank your, your teammates for the individual awards that you've received? Exactly. We really do stress that. And uh, volleyball, you know, in my mind, is the ultimate team sport you really need everyone on the court to to be doing their job if you're going to be successful. And without that success, you know, you're just not going to, you're not going to win uh, GNAC players of the year awards or, you know, coaches of the year award, you, you know, the success has to come and, and that success is, is a team. And um, you know, whether you have 12 players on the team or 18 players on the team, it's everyone, you know, everyone contributing in practice and, um, you know, then when game time comes, um, trying to, um, to be successful and, you know, you take it at one step at a time, the awards come if they come, but, um, it's definitely a team sport. And we, we really try and, um, let our team know that it's, you know, the individual awards are really, um, you, you know, they do need to thank their teammates for, for the hard work that they also put in. Chris Green, Alaska Anchorage head volleyball coach, is joining us. I just want to talk about you individually for just a moment once again. Uh, you received your, your bachelor's degree from uh, the University of Nebraska in mathematics and then a master's degree in teaching mathematics at the University of Wyoming uh, after that. What was it that lured you into coaching? Obviously, you had kind of a teaching bent. What made you think, ah, I'd like to give coaching a try as well? 
Uh, you know, honestly, my, my sister was a great volleyball player, and so she got me involved in the sport. And I really wanted to be a high school coach. I wanted to uh, – I thought the, the best way to stay involved in, in the sport of volleyball was to coach, and I um, decided to, to be a high school coach, and therefore you needed to be – especially in the state of Nebraska, you had to be a high school teacher in order to coach the sport to coach a sport in high school. So I, I went ahead and um, math came easy to me. So um, I um, decided to uh, be a math teacher and, and there, you know, there you go. But my sister is the one that got me involved in the sport. Uh, she was good. And um, we played doubles volleyball uh, for three, four summers in a row uh, in Colorado and uh, had fun doing it. And we we were very successful at it. And, so, um, I, you know, I, I fell in love with the sport a little bit later than a lot of people do, um, just because, you know, just because we were, we, you know, we were good at it, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. You talked about uh, coaching at the at the high school level. That included time as well in Hawaii, where you coached there for four years. You moved on. You led in Western Nebraska Community College to four straight national JUCO Final Four appearances in the 2007 national title. You were actually inducted into the uh, JUCO Hall of Fame uh, back in 2011. And now in your 12th year at the University of Alaska Anchorage, 255 wins, 96 losses as the head coach there. With a little bit of, of a perspective now, with the, that kind of a coaching background and coaching history, has your career that you envisioned when you decided you wanted to be a coach, has it, has it uh, come to fruition the way you expected, or, or has it been different than maybe you, what you anticipated? You know, honestly, I uh, kind of took it one day at a time. I, um, you know, I did not for when I first started coaching high school, I did not foresee myself as a college coach. Um, it ended up, um, yeah, the Western Nebraska Community College job was a great job for me. We were successful there, and at that point, when we were uh, when I was successful at the junior college level, you know, becoming an NCAA coach, Division two, Division or even Division one, was a goal that. You know, I, I definitely had in mind, and um, yeah, we. I've I've had the fortunate uh, I had the fortune of having some great assistant coaches along the way, and uh, the success has led, you know, along with you know my the help from my assistants has led to, you know, this progression. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm very obviously been to at UA for 12 years, and I'm very happy with uh, where I'm at right now. Well, you have certainly made UAA one of the preeminent national powers in volleyball. And again, that uh, that has played out and will be played out this coming Thursday when the Seawolves, the number four seed, take on number five UC San Diego down there at the West Regionals in San Bernardino, California. Coach Green, I know you want to get off to dinner and probably put your feet up a little bit after that long day of travel <laughs> from Anchorage down to California. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you making time for us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Good luck this coming Thursday. I know that uh, it's going to be a great match, and, and I want to wish you all the luck. And, and let's, uh, let's hope that we have an opportunity to talk maybe about uh, an appearance uh, with a, a national championship uh, for the Seawolves this year. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and, again, thanks for having me. Chris Green joining us tonight from down in San Bernardino, California. 
Well, this is GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. Certainly glad to have you along this evening. We're going to be talking a little bit later tonight with Western Oregon's new head men's basketball coach, Wes Pfeiffer. We'll get to that conversation and more when GNAC Insider resumes following this timeout. Why choose Western Washington University? Go to school in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns, minutes from both the mountains and the sea. Ranked by U.S. News and World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. The number one producer of prestigious Fulbright scholarships in the nation among public master's granting institutions. The number one medium-sized school in the nation for graduates who join the Peace Corps. Western Washington University. Active minds, changing lives. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. And time for us now to take a trip around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference in Sacramento, California. Four Alaska Anchorage runners earned All-American honors at the NCAA Division II Cross-Country Championships. Emma Chalimo and Nancy Jeptu earned the honors on the women's side, while Wesley Curie and Felix Kemboy led the GNAC on the men's side. That's Wesley Karui. Senior Yvonne Jeske also brought in more accolades for the Seawolves as she received the Elite 90 Award. Now, that recognizes the student-athlete at the meet with the highest grade point average. In San Antonio, Texas, the Western Washington men's soccer team fell to St. Mary's of Texas in the NCAA Super Regionals that officially concluded the GNAC men's soccer campaign. Congratulations, though, to the Vikings, nonetheless, on a great, great season. Down in Rohnert Park, California, the Western Washington women's soccer team defeated Cal State L.A. 1-0 in double overtime off a golden goal by junior midfielder Grace Eversall. With the win, the Vikings advanced to the NCAA West Region title game. For the third straight year, the Western Washington volleyball team claimed the GNAC championship and earned the conference's automatic bid to the West Regionals. The Vikings finished the regular season with a 26-2 overall record, 18-2 in conference play. And if it sounds like we've talked a lot about Western there, well, every fall sports team in Western Washington won its respective GNAC title in 2019. Quite an accomplishment for the Vikings. Seattle Pacific's Devontae Moffat earned the GNAC Men's Basketball Player of the Week honor after he finished with 43 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, and 5 steals in two road wins over Sonoma State and defending national runner-up Point Loma. And in Denver, Colorado, Central Washington's Alexis Panna led the Wildcats at the Holiday Inn Cherry Creek Classic with 40 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists in two games. Panna scored a game-high 28 in the Wildcats' loss to host MSU Denver on Saturday. She was named the Great Northwest Athletic Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Week for her performance. That's what happened last week around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Talking about basketball, let's get introduced to Wes Pfeiffer, Western Oregon's brand-new head men's basketball coach. He's leading the Wolves this year off to a great start. We'll have the opportunity to talk with Wes when GNAC Insider comes back at you right after this timeout. Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. 
Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world. Welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Flowery. Wes Pfeiffer is joining us, Western Oregon's head men's basketball coach. First season as the head coach at Western Oregon. He replaced Jim Shaw, who led the Wolves to the NCAA Division II men's basketball tournament three times in four years. Now, Shaw left to become an assistant in Washington State. And I'll tell you one thing, Wes, you have not lost a beat. The Wolves 5-0 and to start the season. And you begin GNAC play at Alaska Fairbanks Thursday and Alaska Anchorage on Saturday. Welcome to GNAC Insider for your first, and I know not your last appearance with us. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Rob, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Well, great to talk to you and great to introduce our, our audience to the, the new head coach there at Western Oregon. Now, let's talk, and I, I already mentioned the fact, 5-0 and to begin the season. What has got the wolves out of the gate so hot? Um, <clears throat> you know, I just think we we have a good we have a good leadership core. Um, our juniors and seniors, our leadership council, I think they come, they show up every day. Um, and and for us as a program, we just talk about going one and zero every day. You know, so if you're supposed to be at weights, you know, head over there and win weights. So if we have practice today, let's try to win practice. And I think our guys have really just bought into that, just going one and zero and everything we're trying to do, not looking down the road, but just tackling every single task with a certain level of attention to detail, energy, and communication. And you know, it's led us to where we are right now. When you look at a West Pfeiffer, a Pfeiffer Western Oregon men's basketball team. How is it different when, when we have the opportunity to, to see you play this year? How will your style be differentiated from uh, what we've seen there the past several years? You know, traditionally, Western's been one of the top defensive teams amongst the country. Uh, and we do. We want to keep that going. You know, our guys really believe in and buy into the defensive end of the floor. But, um, you know, offensively, I, you know, I want us to get out and run. I want us to get out and play and transition a lot. You know, I think we have skill at all five positions, and we want to put it to use. Uh, so I think you'll see us push the pace a little bit more. Uh, you know, we got transition threes written on our locker room walls. Uh, so we're going to look to take those, hit the ball ahead, play a little bit faster, and just give guys freedom. You know, our guys, you know, the last meeting we had, we just told every single guy to attack the summer. Um, and all that meant was you have to get better. You know, we told them, 
every player and every coach, everybody has to come back better. And I think our guys did that. You know, those guys are routinely in the gym early in the morning, late at night. And um, I want to give them a chance to showcase that ability that they've worked so hard for. Most recently, you were the associate head coach at Northern Arizona there in the Big Sky. Actually, you're on the staff there for six years from 2013 to 2019. What was it about the, the program there in Monmouth that uh, that lured you to come a bit north? Um, you know, the program, the program has tradition. You know, from Coach Shaw to Brady, both of those guys did a great job with the program to the point where – um, almost all eyes were on the, no matter the level, all eyes were on the program. So, you know, when Coach Shaw did decide to move on, um, like you said, I had a great position at Northern Arizona that I was really, really comfortable in. Um, and my wife loved it there. My family loved it there. Northern Arizona is such a welcoming community. But, you know, when this opportunity arose, it was one that, you know, it's a chance of a lifetime for me. I was just very, very fortunate to have people behind me and people believe in me um, to take on such a challenge as this one right here. You know, this program has went to a Final Four. You've already said three out of the last four NCAA tournaments. It's almost like, you know, they've given you, they've given you the keys to a really nice car, and you've got to bring it back. You can't crash it. You've got to bring it back full of gas. But, you know, myself and my, ta- my staff, I think, you know, we're up for the challenge to kind of continue the upward trajectory of their program. Well, you you get your first conference challenge this coming weekend, Thursday, Saturday. You make the Alaska trip to uh, Fairbanks Thursday and then Saturday to Anchorage. What When you look at those teams specifically, but the overall GNAC with a perspective as a first-year head coach, what what do you think about the GNAC overall? Where is there going to be a night off this year anywhere around the league? Absolutely not. You know, there's there's no nice off in this league. Um, this conference is one of the premier Division two conferences in the country. Um, and, you know, that was another part of the job that was really, really attractive for me. Um, there's some really good coaches and some really good players. You know, after I took over here, I watched a ton of film in our league, and I was like, wow, uh, you know, the skill, the toughness. I've seen plays that I've even stolen that we've put in here that I've watched from, you know, film of, <laughs> you know, opposing coaches. So, the league itself is, is so tough. You have to have your guys dialed in every single night uh, for the task at hand. You know, we're traveling tomorrow to Alaska, and we got to get on their floor and sweat and be ready to get after those guys and play. Um, they got a really good team. I just started watching film on them. They got a kid that can score the ball with anybody else in this league and probably in the country. Uh, so we got our hands full. But the league itself, the more film that I've watched, and even this year right here, it's just so impressive, the talent collection that this, these group of coaches have put together. I've had the, the, the great honor of, of talking with the Western Oregon Athletic Director, Curtis Campbell, for a couple of uh, different occasions here on GNAC Insider. And I, I know one thing that he holds in very high regard is making sure that the student-athletes there at Western Oregon uh, realize that there's that, that student part of the student-athlete equation should be very, very important to them. And I read a, a stat that was provided to me that when you were at Northern Arizona, the student-athletes there had a 97% graduation rate during your six-year tenure. That is a remarkable achievement. How much do you make academics a real focus of your program as well? Oh, it's, you know, it's right there with basketball for us because without one, there is no other. 
and Curtis Campbell to to us, he stresses that as coaches all the time. And we stress it to our guys, you know, just like, you know, we want these guys to, you know, get on the floor and compete for GNAC championships. We're pushing those guys towards 3.0s and 3.5s in the classroom as well. You know, we check up on them almost every single day, whether it be class tests or academic meetings. We're checking up on these guys to make sure that they're doing what they need to do because, you know, ultimately, you know, we all want to win basketball games. Every coach in the league does, but, you know, you're also talking about what kind of husbands, what kind of men that you're putting out from your program and what kind of role models. And to me, that piece of paper walking across that stage is a, um, is a huge thing. You know, I was the first member of my family to graduate college, um, and we're going to have people in our locker room that are in that same situation. It was one of my proudest moments of my life until I became a father. So just based on upon that memory, we hold our guys, you know, to the highest standard academically. You you have a very very impressive coaching resume as we mentioned Northern Arizona you were an assistant at Division One North Carolina Central University you were an assistant coach at St Andrews that's a, a Division Two school also down there in in North Carolina and uh, you began your coaching career at Miami Dade College so you've been across the country you've seen a lot of different styles but something that is very interesting to me is you also played and played well at both Methodist University and Penn State Altoona, but your head coach there was somebody who probably has some name recognition because he played in the NBA, <laughs> Armand Gilliam. What did you take away from being able to learn under a former NBA player? Um, you know, the thing that I took away from coach the most is, and it, 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 it shaped really my, my offensive coaching philosophy that we talked about a little bit earlier, is, you know, coach – played in the NBA. He was a 1986 rookie of the year in the league, uh, 13 years in the NBA. And I only know he played 13 years in the NBA because anytime that you would say something back to him, he would reply, I played 13 years in the NBA. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, what Coach really did that, that shaped my philosophy is he made us feel like world beaters on the offensive end of the floor. And it was just just like I was telling those guys to attack the summer, that's what he tasked us with going into my senior year. He wanted us to, you know, shape our games and become better players, and he really just let us play. Um, and that's kind of what I hope that, you know, everybody in the league sees from our guys too. Um, I don't want our lot guys looking over at the bench if they make a mistake. Um, I want them figuring out a way how they can get it back for their team. You know, and Coach was always like that. Like, you would mess up, and he would just be sitting down so calm, so cool and collected. And what you drew, you drew confidence from it. Um, and that really shaped my, my coaching style on the offensive end of the floor, the student-athlete experience I had with Coach. Um, he was hard on me. He demanded a lot of stuff out of me that I didn't even know was in me. But he also loved me, also took care of me, and he also stayed on me. Because at that time, you know, when you're 21 years old, Academics weren't really your priority, but he made them a priority for me. Um, and it's, re- it's kind of the reason how, how we run our program the way we do. Well, Coach Pfeiffer, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Uh, good luck on the Alaska trip and enjoy your trip up there to Alaska as you start GNAC play this coming weekend. And I know I'll have the opportunity to shake your hand sometime during this upcoming basketball season. Continued success there at Western Oregon, and I guess kind of a belated uh, welcome to the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. (laughs) I really appreciate you having me on. It means a lot to me in the program.
Well, we'll be talking to you again, I'm sure, very, very soon. So thanks for joining us tonight, and travel safe. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Wes Piper joining us tonight, the new head men's basketball coach at Western Oregon University. Well, time for us now to take a a quick look at what's going to happen this week in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Basketball, GNAC-style play opens tonight as the Simon Fraser men and women's teams both host Western Washington in the Clans West Gym. You can visit the live stream and the live stats link at GNACsports.com. The Western Washington women's soccer team will host Point Loma at 6 p.m. on Thursday at Harrington Field in the West Regional Championship. Western Washington is also hosting the South Central Regional Championship match between Dixie State and Dallas Baptist. The winners of both matches will go head-to-head on Saturday in the NCAA Division II quarterfinals. Three GNAC volleyball teams will be in action at the West Regionals in San Bernardino, California. Number two seed Western Washington will play number seven Hawaii Hilo. And number four seed Alaska Anchorage will play number five seed UC San Diego. And number eight seed Central Washington will wrap up Thursday's action as they play host against number one seed Cal State San Bernardino. Remember that for the latest in the GNAC, you can go to GNACsports.com to find news, stats, standings, and so much more. Also, you can connect with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GNAC Sports. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of GNAC Insider. I do want to thank my guests tonight, Wes Pfeiffer, Western Oregon head men's basketball coach, and Chris Green, Alaska Anchorage head volleyball coach. Also, thanks to our producer, Kaho Akau, for another job well done, and thanks to you for joining us. We will be back your way one week from tonight, 7 o'clock next Tuesday, for our next edition of GNAC Insider. Until then, you can consider yourself a GNAC Insider. My name is Robert Lowry. So long for now. GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.